Welcome to the Public Forum. This is a bonus episode for the Virtual Pulpit. My name is Reverend Macy Liptoy. I am the pastor of 723 here in Dallas and the preacher on the Virtual Pulpit. Now, the Public Forum came from an idea I had where I realized I wanted listeners and people to be able to engage with the conversations that we're having on sermons. And I wanted a place where people could ask questions that they feel like they've never gotten answered by pastors. Or maybe there are questions that they were too afraid to ask in church. Well, this is a safe space for you to ask any questions that you may have about Who is God? What do we believe? Should we even believe? Does this make sense? And our question today, which is, why did God kill off the dinosaurs if God doesn't make mistakes? And why aren't they in the biblical narrative of creation? This is a great question. And I think it's actually, well, it is multiple questions, but I think that the idea behind it is not just why did God kill off the dinosaurs? This question comes from a friend of mine who I've known through church and through 723 who has a lot of really awesome questions. Uh, This person pushes me to really consider why I believe what I believe, and I value their input in my life. And so they ask this question, why did God kill off the dinosaurs if God doesn't make mistakes? Now, I think I'm going to answer the last part of that question before I answer the first. So why did God kill the dinosaurs if God doesn't make mistakes? And why aren't they in the biblical narrative of creation? And I think maybe the last part will answer the first part. So I'm going to give it a shot and see how it goes. So why aren't dinosaurs in the biblical narrative of creation? Um, I think I can answer this not to undercut the question, but in a relatively simple way. See, I don't believe that Genesis 1 and 2 is like an actual written account of what happened. (gasps) I know. This might be blasphemous for some people. But if we're going to consider that, well, we have science. And we know what science says about creation. And we know what the Bible says about creation. And we know they're not exactly like congruent with one another. So what do we do with that? And I think what we do with that is we come to the realization that the Bible it's a story in a lot of ways. And I think here, this question poses an interesting quandary for us to realize, you know, where am I comfortable with pushing my belief in the Bible? Where am I comfortable landing with the Bible? What do I need to be true? Actually, let me rephrase that. What do I need to have actually happened for me to believe it's true. That's where I think the distinction is. Because for me, personally, I don't need Adam and Eve to have been real people to still read truth into that story. Just because it didn't actually happen doesn't mean there's not truth revealed to us about who God is or who humanity is. In fact, this is a fun fact, there are whole books in the Bible where God never speaks. Um, So I really believe the Bible in some ways is a human book. It's written by humans about humans in relationship to a God who chooses to connect with them. And so what do we do with the fact that dinosaurs aren't in the biblical narratives of creation? Because there are two narratives. There's Genesis 1, Genesis 2, and Genesis 3. Wait, no, Genesis 2 and 3 are one whole narrative. I almost got myself there. (laughs) Um, But I think the idea is that if you can accept that Genesis 1 and 2 
are simply stories that someone wrote down in an effort to explain how God related to creation. And they're two different ideas. Genesis 1 is a God that, or presents a God that very much is lofty and doesn't get down into the dirt and speaks and things become. And it's, it's very grandiose and very beautiful in some ways. Personally, it's my favorite version of the creation story. But we get to Genesis 2, and it's a completely different telling of creation. God gets down into the dirt. God creates humanity out of mud. God removes a rib from Adam, which means humanity in Hebrew, and creates Isha, which is woman. The God in Genesis 2 isn't necessarily the same version of God in Genesis 1, though they both reveal truths about who God is. God is both the God who says, let there be light, and it is, and God is the God who also gets down into the dirt and creates humanity and breathes life into humanity. And so I don't necessarily need Genesis 1 or 2 to have said, oh, by the way, God made dinosaurs, and then they all died, because that's the way it happened. I don't necessarily need to know that because I can trust that these stories, while they may not have actually happened in the way that were written down, they still reveal truth about who we are and who God is. And so maybe that does answer the first part of the question. Why did God kill off the dinosaurs? Well, maybe God didn't. Maybe I didn't need a chronological telling of that Adam and Eve came first and then they messed up and then they left the garden and then Cain and Abel and then the dinosaurs. And because of Adam and Eve, the dinosaurs got killed by a meteor. I think that's, forgive my language, I think that's kind of bullshit because I don't think it matters. And maybe that's just for me. You know, maybe you're out there and you're thinking, Macy, I really need Adam and Eve to have been real people to believe in God and that's okay. I just think it might make it harder on you. If we can let go of this need for things to be concrete in order for them to be true, I think we open ourselves up to a possibility of greater understanding about God and our relationship in this world with God. Does that answer the question? The Virtual Pulpit is self-funded, so if you want to help support this endeavor, visit our Patreon page at The Virtual Pulpit. If you have any theological questions, comments, or topics that you want to hear on the show, visit thevirtualpulpit.com and go to our contact page. Or you can message us on Instagram at The Virtual Pulpit. If you want to visit us in person, we are at 723 Fort Worth Avenue in Dallas, Texas. And that is where I serve as the pastor, and I'd be happy to give you more information about our in-person events that we do. Thanks for listening.